The Polar Talks 2015 are brought to you in association with SAS Scandinavian Airlines. Undoubtedly, one of the most interesting creative sectors in, is the Swedish fashion industry, of course. And it's quite amazing that people and companies from a small country on the same latitude as Alaska has got you know, a whole world wearing their clothes. So please welcome our moderator for this talk, journalist and host of Steel in Public Radio, Susanne Jung. Well, I have, I have some distinguished guests. At my right-hand side, I have Anne-Sophie Back, who is a, <laughs> is a founder and designer at the brand Back, her own brand, and also a designer-in-chief or head designer at Cheap Monday. Yes. And then I have Roland Hjort, his co-founder Hello. and designer at Wired. I have Lena Potixson-Keller. <laughs> Which is, who is chairman and co-founder of, of Association of Fashion Brands, which is the independent organization of Swedish fashion brands. And last but not least, Margareta van den Bosch. <laughs> Former design director at H&M, now creative advisor and still in charge of the collaborations that we all know of. So, but let's begin. Let's talk about... Oh, let's get a mic... There's a lot of talk about Swedish fashion, but let's. Um, <laughs> what's it all about? What does it mean? Are there any common denominators, would you say? What makes well, it stand out? What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> well, Swedish fashion is by international standards still in its youth, um, but in a p- short period of time, we have um, created revenues of approximately 250 billion Swedish crowns, and we employ around 55,000 people. Uh, and um, we have an export of approximately 60%. These are the figures from 2013. But uh, otherwise, I would say there are three points that kind of uh, generalize Swedish fashion. And firstly, I would say it's very much the limi- um, our limited fashion heritage, at least to, in comparison with our peers in Italy and France, um, we have no dis- our design ha- has no legacy to be burdened by or uh, restrained by. I would say we rather our design is um, we design in present for the future. But secondly, uh, I would say Swedish fashion is uh, accessible accessible both in terms of competitive pricing and wearability, and creating design that is forward-thinking, yet wearable, simple, but without uh, being dull. That is easier said than done, but I think that is something Swedish designers truly mastered. And finally, I would say that Swedish designs has always been very good at picking up global trends and tendencies uh, and adapting them through its own aesthetics. But as a cultural expression, Fashion is very much a reflection of society today. And um, uh, when people visit Sweden, they have this view on Sweden being very tall and blonde and, 
And then they meet Roland and the Dunstan stand up. <laughs> no, just kidding. Short. <laughs> Um, no, but thanks to one of um, uh, the most open legislations, immigration legislations in the world, uh, I mean, every fourth and fifth uh, Swede today has a non-Swedish background uh, because we attract people from all across the globe. And that has, of course, um, made Stockholm into, and Sweden into an amazing, interesting melting pot uh, and many of these um, non, uh, and now we see a new generation of people or designers with a non-Swedish background. There may be first or second generation Swedes, um, and they have brought and evolved new aesthetics into Swedish design that could be most interesting. And this, of course, is not only relevant for fashion; it's for all creative industries. Would, would, you, would you say, Margareta, what would you say the common denominators of Swedish fashion? I think it's value for money. It's uh, value for money, definitely, and it is also uh, wearable, I think, and still have something a little bit special. And I think most people don't want to stick out too much. It's, it's a kind of design, but it's not so more of understatement in a way. Not so stiff and yeah. exclusive. And also, yeah, but also both, both for men and women, I think. Very, very wearable, I think. What would you, yeah. Sorry, what would you say, Roman? No, I agree with that. It's um, I think it's the, um, the variability, like from day to night, the kind of clothing ideas, and also the pricing. I think is very important. Yeah. To, to make the make it very interesting and very creative, and the, and still you have a very good price. Right. Yeah, yeah, I would say value for money. Yes. <laughs> well, value for money, yes. Yeah, yeah. But I think also you can add a little bit that it's very modern, I think, for, for uh, modern people, both yes. men and women, uh, that you can, they can wear when they work and, and also after, you know. I think it's, uh, that is also very good. Any you answer to that? Have you found any common denominators? Yeah, I think uh, Liana said everything I was going to say. <laughs> so I'm a little bit agree. pissed off. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I, I was going to say that uh, maybe Swedish women's fashion is, is not objectifying and is a little bit more equal and we have less differences between the sexes when it comes to fashion and that makes it fresher than a lot of other countries, I think. Right. And relevant today. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's sort of happening now. Sort of kind of a unisex fashion. I don't know. Boring <laughs> word, though. Sexless. <laughs> <laughs> hen, hen fashion. Hen fashion, right. <laughs> that's a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we so often call like we're followers. We, we're so uh, prone to acknowledge trends and follow them. But would you say... Uh, what trends have we actually, or Sweden, created ourselves? I know. <laughs> and you get to answer. <laughs> I think uh, skinny stretch jeans for men yes. started yeah. here. For men. Yeah. Mm. But women as well. Yeah, and women. Mm. But yeah, made I agree, for men. actually, yeah. for, the, for the denim industry and the denim right. approach we're doing around the world, I think is but many looking very Swedish, and all very Swedish, because mm. of our background from the kind of... Uh, Borås industry almost when, right, when you have algo jeans. <laughs> <laughs> but many would claim that jeans is a sort of American invention. It is. No. But the, the, the kind of <laughs> what you see in the, what they buy around the world now, I think it's a lot Swedish uh, uh, approach. So of denim, modernized in the denim jeans world. I think it's very new actually. Yeah, it's not so much heritage. No. No, it's more that 
expectation, mm. but it was the first thing that made Sweden really big internationally, mm. in yes. fashion-wise. Yeah, I agree, H&M. definitely. Is it something we're still good at, leading yes. the denim trend? Yeah. I think so. Mm. But this the skin, <laughs> skinny jeans for men, would, that, would you say it's a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> of course, everything that's new on a man is new. People is ask me, so why, why do Swedish men wear so tight clothes? <gasps> because they can. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you say, uh, for, for instance, another successful brand, the uh, furniture company IKEA, they used this Swedish heritage, like they named furniture with Swedish names and they paint their buildings yellow and blue. And I asked Margareta, how important is the Swedish identity for H&M? I think it's more in, in the company culture and uh, in, uh, in other things. I mean, fashion is global. It would be, of course, sometimes you can be inspired of, of folklore or uh, folkloristic patterns. And, and chacards or whatever, but uh, you can't build uh, collections all the time around this, I think. There's nothing you sort of promote, well, like we are Swedish no, brand. No, I think it would be very difficult, actually, yeah. also to, to have as a... Uh, it happens sometimes, of course it does. Mm-hmm. And Lena, you mentioned uh, the lack of heritage. For instance, when we say France, we think of fashion, and for centuries France has been leading in the fashion industry, and this is not the case in Sweden. But would you say the lack of Oh, tradition is the, uh, one of the reasons for our success and we dare to experiment more. No, but when we founded the uh, Association of Swedish Fashion Brands in 2009, um, we did a comparison with Matlandet Sverige, um, food, uh, the food land Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, um, we uh, realized that their lack of heritage was a big inspiration because we realized we were in the same situation. Um, and I think it's, um, it's been in a good way. We're not bo- um, burdened by anything. But at the same time, we had a difficult relationship, especially with media in this country, and sometimes with institutions or government, because my, you have looked at fashion as a very, very frivolous and uh, on-the-surface thing, not as an industry, not as a car- part of a cultural expression, which, which is... A vit- I mean, fashion is a vital part for most countries in Europe. And for most people, well, like yes. we all wear fashion. <laughs> we do. Or clothes, anyway. Hopefully. <laughs> so what do you say? Was it, could the lack of heritage or tradition be a good thing? Yeah, I think for me it has been. It was, yeah, it's not like something you have to live up to or you don't have ideas about what it has to be in the same way as maybe if you're a designer in France or somewhere. But I, I think that makes it freer. Right. And you used to live and work in London as well. Yeah. Would you say the main difference between working there and working here within the Swedish fashion community? Uh, I mean, it's so much bigger there. There's much more competition. Um, you feel that you're in the middle of the world. That I miss when I'm here. You, sometimes I realize, oh, I'm in this little privileged bubble kind of, and um, there's much more diversity, and I miss that, because even if, um, uh, like uh, Lena said, with the, there's more diversity here now, I still think we're not really there yet. Uh, there are very few uh, designers from another ethnic background, uh, I think. Um, 
And there it's really, I mean, people come from all over the world and set up business there. I mean, it's starting here. I'm getting like students from China doing in internships, which wouldn't have happened 10 years ago. I don't know where I'm going with this. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> the difference between Britain and Sweden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Working in fashion. So I think, yeah, the diversity is, is the biggest difference. Well, you, most of you, you work slightly different, differently. Many fashion designers look for inspiration, beautiful things, and you seek out the opposite, like the ugliest stuff of people, things that repel you. So yeah. does Sweden have enough of things that repel you so you can be inspired? Uh, in the beginning, yeah, but I've gotten used to most of them, I think, again. <laughs> um, like I had uh, inspiration from Jantes Law, I think the first year when I was back here. <laughs> uh, but less and less, it annoys me, and, um, but I'm also evolving as a designer, so maybe that's not something that's really super relevant today right. in how I work. Today we all agree that Swedish fashion is flourishing, but can we think of a before and after the fashion we speak of today? Could you pinpoint the time when it started to change? I think, uh, yes. Uh, you would ask her. No, no. It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> anyway, I, I think it was very different before, and I think also the new technology, which makes us work in a different way also as designers, and, and I think also internet changed everything. So I think it's very different. And I remember I went out Beckmans in the 65, so I worked actually 50 years. And I remember they used to say that fashion comes two years after in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> and it was true also, but it's not true anymore because everybody can, uh, can see what, what is fashion for the moment and it's very accessible for everybody. And I think that is also a Swedish thing, the possibility to, to buy fashion, to, to, to have it, I think. And also this kind of a little bit equal, equalizing for men and women, I think that is also in it. And I wanted also to add that we have 25 different nationalities in our design team in Stockholm, speaking yeah. about this. Yeah, the <laughs> diversity, yeah. Yes, the difference, so it's quite... Yeah, because uh, when you talk about fashion, you often speak about creativity and design, but tech is a, is a huge thing, like the internet. Would you say that's sort of the the divide in the 90s. Well, what do you say, Lena? No, but I think as we were so early with broadband, um, we were, I mean, we embraced the digital technology in a totally different way in comparison to other countries, which has put us as a in the forefront. Um, and I think that and also the whole IT bubble was uh, a a good a, an inspiration for a lot of entrepreneurs, not the bubble, but the, what happened <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the time. Because suddenly you had companies coming from nowhere and thinking globally um, from the start. And I remember when we started my red, we talked a lot about that. Yeah. I mean, why, why limit yourself to, to one country when you can think globally? And I think also, even though uh, the, the very sort of spectacular bust with Boo.com in 2000, it still was, I mean, they were way of, um, ahead, ahead of, of their the time. time yeah. um, and and um, that together with, I think, also then the bloggers, which came a little bit later on, I think we've been very good at embracing a digital time. Right, do you agree, Ron? Yes. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and now you also see, actually, 
some fashion companies uh, merging closer to te- the tech sides with virtue size and Ticktail and Klarna. Right. So you would say Sweden has a head start even from uh, the Nordic countries as well, since we were embracing the internet. Yes. Earlier, yeah. Today, are we still edgy when it comes to using the internet or the tech? Yes, I think we're super savvy in that sense in comparison to other countries. Uh, Maybe not in comparison to the US, but with the south of Europe, definitely. And and the whole digital shift will mean a completely new business platform. And I think we have a, if we can sort of come closer from the tech side and the fashion side, because the creative business and industri- or the more technical or engineering-driven business has been very separated from each other, then I think we have a huge advantage if we can do it. Yeah, and you agree, Margaret, that it's changed a lot for H&M. Yeah, it, changed, it changed a lot for us, definitely. I mean, we, when I started in 87, I think we were in only in six countries, and today it's 57, so it has been such a... <laughs> Yeah. Development, you know. And also, we added also the other concepts to our family, like us and other stories and Jib Mandy. So we have a little family also quite successful. What about you? Have you been using I use the internet. Yes. You do, yeah. <laughs> Good, yeah, I emailed you, so I know. Uh, I, I remember when I, when, I, uh, when I was at St. Martin's in London that you had to... St- to call America and pay with your credit card to use style.com. And then you had like an hour password or something, and you're like... (gasps) (laughs) Uh, So it's changed a lot. And I think our... um, And I was was at H&M when I studied at Beckmans, for example, and I think there were three computers in the design room, and there was one person who knew how to use them. We were there (laughs) at the beginning of the night. So, yeah, it's totally different. And, uh, yeah, we're we're trying with with BAC to be... um, It's going really well with our web shop, and we're, yeah, that's a good way for smaller businesses to reach out with their their things, so... Yeah, so to promote the fashion is, is a great way as well, yeah. if you, even if you're sort of a smaller company. Yeah. yeah. So, in Sweden, we lack uh, the uh, sort of, what do you say, a celebrity culture. We don't have that many people walking, walking the red carpet and promoting fashion brands. But you, Roland, have worked in a slightly different way, using music ambassadors instead of promoting <coughs> we, your... We yeah, we had that as a thought when we started the brand in '99, but always been trying because we have this. I've always been very inspired by art and music, of course, and it's been music is my biggest inspiration. But really, to try to find, uh, I mean, the music industry needs clothes, for example. <laughs> they don't have so much money either, so so they we no. But it's important to really. Collaborate. So I've always been inspired by indie, the indie culture in the music and the music business. So I'm trying to find bands or ambassadors around there, of course. And really, be, we had Oasis and Madonna in the beginning when we started. But it's it's more interesting to find ambassadors that are more really wearing your brand and really adapt it. So it's it's a little bit different today, actually where you find people that can really bring it up. So it's not so important with big stars. It's more 
something more independent, I think. So what was the most successful collaboration with a band or an artist you did? That you felt like, yeah, I'm on to something here. I, then it's, it's, it's very new ones, actually, like, like really, really new ones. <laughs> so it's upcoming band, but today is so different. I mean, I don't think it's this kind of, uh, it's a big star bands, but it's I, everything from Ibrick Horses to, I'm a really independent band, but it's more interesting to, to get your brand in that, se- that scene, I think it's very important. Right. A question for all of you, what is, would you say is most important when it comes to promoting products? Is it advertising or is it product placement or, or do Swedish companies work differently from other countries? Yeah, I mean, for, I think it's, I mean, it's very important to do something and I, for, for, for why Red has been very important, I mean, the editorial and then the product placement because you start there somewhere and then you go front. But as we talked before to find... Uh, good people who wears it, ambassadors, and do all these things because you have to start, uh, you don't have so much money when you start. How have you been working with getting your clothes out, Hansvi? I think uh, editorials are sadly less important these days um, because of, uh, especially abroad, magazines can't use designers that aren't paying for advertising. So it's really difficult to get in there. Whereas online or with ambassadors or Instagram, your own Instagram kind of thing, I think those are the most useful tools to get your designs out there. Right. And Margareta? Yeah, I think uh, everything is important. Social media. Um, We also try to be in the music festivals, you know, especially with our uh, young line. I saw you at Coachella. Yeah, I was in Coachella, but H&M was there this year too. I mean, but we, we tried to be also in the Swedish festivals and, and abroad. And um, of course, I mean, uh, it, we try to with everything, celebrities and uh, also the conventional uh, media, of course, still. Yeah, and you, Margareta, you, you are responsible for the collaboration with famous fashion designers. We started with Colograpal, and this year you have joined forces with the House of Balma. When will H&M cooperate with a Swedish label or brand? Of course, it could be possible. I think, though, we are quite similar to the Swedish brands ourselves. It will not be that big contrast, I think, maybe. So how many years will you give it? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know with the who, but of course, it's many brands that I like, so. What would you say, is, Lena, is the most important thing to, to how, how to sort of promote Swedish fashion today? What would you say? You also have a uh, PR company, so you, you should know. How do you work? How would I you say? Know. Yes. <laughs> but, um, no, but I think the whole mix, you can no longer rely on just one channel. Um, you have to be visible in so many so- channels. So uh, I think ambassador as well as... But as, um, I, I, thought, I don't think you can completely... Uh, take away the print because then you can't be, a, for example, a premium label. But I think it's important. What's most important is that you have a content. You can't just, you cannot just to be pretty picture. You have to, have, you have to have something to say. Uh, and that might be hard. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as a vi- a portfolio label back you also designed for Cheap Monday, and earlier this year you introduced a microcent. Yes. Can you tell us about it? In the instrument, <laughs> among all these clothes, why? 
it's, 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 it's a way of sort of broadening the uh, brand. Yeah, and I think Cheap Monday has always, their customer base has always been very interested in music, so it was kind of a natural progression and something really fun to do. I, I know the founder of Sheep Monday since my acne days. No, sorry, t- teenage engineering since my acne days. And we sort of looked for ways to collaborate for some time. So this was a really good, um, good solution to that. Um, we came to them and asked, can you do something that works for, for us? And they came up with this mini-synth, and it's really successful and super fun and really cheap. Yeah, about 600 crowns or? I think it's less. Okay. I can't remember though. (laughs) (laughs) But it it wasn't just a marketing trick, it was sort of a way of trying to. Oh, that's a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think there will be other other products in the collaboration, but I don't know what they are yet. Okay, I see. So what would you say is the biggest challenge then for Swedish fashion to now? now? Well, you, have, you have established yourself and people know about Swedish fashion all the briefly or they know, they know it's sort of good. But what is, is the biggest challenge, would you say, future-wise? Continue to be strong. <laughs> I don't know. But the challenge is to really is continue to- as we do and be growing even more, because I think still, as the heritage we talked about before, I think that we still are a very young country, but I think... But is it design, or is it finding ways to promote yourself, or is it both, or... Lena? I think the products are important. Yes, Mm. but I think today, as the competition is so... um, fierce today, in comparison to 15 years ago, you have to excel in, in all aspects. It can't be just the product. It needs to be logistics and uh, con- packaging, everything. So, um, but I think Swedish fashion, I don't know if you will talk about Swedish fashion, though, uh, in, an, in a couple of years. I think um, you will talk about someone from a special region, but I don't know if it will be specifically Swedish or Danish or... Uh, I mean, the world is not looking like that at the moment. But, um, but I think the companies in Sweden has a great uh, possibility, and you can just see it in terms of how the export increase um, in the future, because we're very efficient, <laughs> and we have slim organizations, and um, we're good at adapting. Right. Because I, is it even relevant to speak about the closing, close origins? Is it designed one, one place... Uh, fabricated somewhere else and distributed all over the world. Is it, is it relevant to speak about... Are we going to sit here in five years and speak about, about Swedish fashion? Stockholm is a creative city because you are much more interested today in cities than countries. And I think Stockholm today is a very interesting city in comparison to... I mean, when you talk about just the youth of Swedish fashion, it's, it's been happening in 20 years. And then if you look at Stockholm in the 90s, it was a, quite a provincial town. Uh, and now it's, um, it can compete with any town. And, it's, and also what's made a difference with Sweden, I think, with the other, we have a lot of creative industries working hand in hand. Well, I thank you very much for oh. joining the panel. And thank you. Talking thank you.
Thank you for listening to the Polar Talks 2015, which are brought to you in association with SAS Scandinavian Airlines.